Geordi. Hello and welcome to the Big Travel Podcast. I'm Lisa Francesca Nand. Over on Instagram, a reading revolution has spurned many hashtag bookstagram stars, including the delightful bookish Bronte, aka Bronte Huskinson, 22-year-old author, visual storyteller and creator of beautiful book photography. A self-appointed champion of creative introverts, she loves finding the best book-friendly villages wherever she travels and finds her happy place in a picturesque beach town on Lake George in New York State. We talk Instagram ethics, magical realism, feminism, feminine energy, travelling outside our comfort zones and so much more with Bronte Huskinson. You are a content creator, a writer, a visual storyteller and a book photographer. And you started your Instagram account, which really became its own phenomenon. I really struggled to say that phenomenon uh, as a way. I think you started it as first as a way to increase your profile as a writer. But it yeah. took on a life of its own, didn't it? Why don't, why oh, don't you definitely. tell me about it? Yeah, I originally started it. It would have been about December 2016. I would have started it. And originally, like you said, it was literally just to sort of boost my profile as an author. So I wasn't even really sort of thinking of using it as like to take photos of books. And then... Um, I get a lot of help from my mum doing it and then one day she just came to me and she's like oh my gosh there's this hashtag called bookstagram and we could really get involved in this and then it literally just took off from there and it started with flat lays and just taking photos of like nice books. What is this beautiful beautiful account with lots of followers how many followers you got? Oh it's nearly 60k now which is crazy. (laughs) So many and these the photos are an art form they really are they're absolutely beautiful they're of you and books and they've got sort of a quite an ethereal sort of otherworldly vibe what's your inspiration I get a lot of inspiration from the actual books themselves so like I think the ethereal sort of thing comes from you know I read a lot of magical realism books so a lot of the time I'm getting inspiration from themes I've drawn from other books as well I also talk a lot about feminism as well and I sort of have quite like a sort of feminine energy I like to sort of call it so I think that sort of translates into quite ethereal sort of body shapes and stuff as well do you put a lot of hard work into creating an image gosh yeah sometimes it can take me about three hours just to edit it and that's when it's got photoshop and everything and then that's not sort of taken into account coming up with the idea taking the actual photo like sometimes it can be like a whole day job it really really is a full-time job I don't know how people can you know do it when it's not the full-time job because there's so much that goes into it The whole Instagram thing has just been very interesting to watch from someone who is in the public eye and the industry already. And then these accounts have sort of come from nowhere with people like yours, which is amazing. You are putting a lot of hard work into the, you know, the photos. And then other people are just like snapping pictures of their kids with like porridge on their face and seem to be like doing really, really well. And I I think it's great. I mean, it's a it makes everything more of a level playing field and actually takes away the middlemen almost Mm -hmm. because you can just start, can't you? You can just do your own thing. Uh, which is great for someone of your age. So you're, are you 21 still? Yeah, nearly 22 now. I was 22 next month. <laughs> it's quite a hard hard time for people seeking work of your age. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was lucky enough where I came out of uni and I was lucky enough that this is my job and I could literally just do this. And my lecturers weren't really that happy about it, but I'm quite happy doing it. But I've seen my friends struggle to get jobs in the industries that they want to. And it's really sort of sad to sort of see that. But I've... At the same time, I've really, really worked for... I've worked really, really hard for 
to get where I am and it really is a lot of work to do but I'm so happy doing it and it's almost like one of those things where you can go you know you see those people standing at like Waterloo Station with like a banner on saying Mm. you know I've got this please hire me it's almost like that but you've just created it yourself yeah pretty much yeah I can't imagine myself doing anything different now like when I went into uni when I first started I really wanted to get like a proper job in the publishing industry but now I can't think of anything worse than like doing an office job because I just love having my own freedom and then being able to do what I want to do on my own terms like I can't imagine having someone else telling me what to do anymore. Yeah and it is amazing to have that as a self-employed person but obviously this is a very private uh, question mm. but are you earning money from it? Are you doing quite oh, well? Yeah I to me I'm doing really well like I can go months where I'm earning about the same as what someone in an entry-level job would get and obviously the payment works a lot a lot differently but it sort of works out on average that I get about what I'd be earning in an entry-level job so to me there's not really much point in actually going to get a proper job anyway because I'd be earning the same amount I'm earning now so I might as well just continue doing this. And you said I read it somewhere that you said you won't be doing this forever because you said weirdly and I don't know where you're getting this from because I I mean I have no idea you have so much more knowledge than me about the whole Instagram thing but you said that Instagram won't last forever what makes you think that this will not be your job and career forever and Instagram won't last forever well Instagram is sort of constantly changing and with social media you know people being on the platform they always are moving like it started with Facebook people don't really use Facebook anymore and with Instagram it's probably going to be changing where it becomes a lot harder for influencers which I guess I'd have to call myself where it becomes a lot harder for them to make money and it's just just how it is and I want to do so much more than just being paid to advertise stuff on Instagram like I want to be like a women's advocate I want to be a writer there's so much more that I want to do outside of Instagram so I know that I'm probably not going to be doing this exactly the same in 10 years but I'm perfectly fine with that because people grow and change all the time. It's a great base isn't it? Yeah, it's a really definitely. good base and you, you started it because you were a writer and you wanted mm-hmm. to bring attention to your book and I know you know as someone who writes and has a podcast and everything like that how important social media is now for mm. sort of promoting this yeah. stuff which I really neglected for a while and now regret it <laughs> considerably. <laughs> um, are you still writing? Yeah I am still writing I've got some sort of really sort of nothing set in stone yet but um, I've got you know quite a really cool opportunities coming my way and that's all because of my platform I've got on Instagram so I definitely wouldn't be able to do some of the stuff that I'm doing as easily without the platform so I'm really really grateful for the following that I've got. I know you you had some controversy when you've, your account at first blew up and got you know really well known and very popular because some people were moaning that you were destroying books in a way or using yeah. books as props <laughs> and standing on them yeah. and disrespecting them. Some people yeah. might say. Describe some of the photos. Yeah, when I, my account first blew up, there was a lot of controversy about... It was a photo of me stepping on books as, like, stairs. And obviously I had no one, no idea that it would offend anyone. And it really sort of hurt me when I saw that it did because I never, ever want to intentionally, like, disrespect anyone. And obviously I'm in the UK. I had no idea that it would... It's, a you know, culture as in India, it's really offensive to step on books because they hold a lot of knowledge. And yeah, originally I was like really, really upset about it. And then I thought I'm not part of that culture. And I respect that, you know, for them it's offensive, but to me it's it's not. So I don't sort of step on books anymore, but I do have photos where they're all open and the spines are really broken and I'm sort of lying on them. But to me, books are an art form as well as be able to be read. So, 
you know, whenever someone comes at me and says, oh, you shouldn't be doing that with books, I say, well, you know, there's a lot more to books for me, especially than just reading. And you're, you're, show, you're showcasing books. You're, yeah. It's your love of books. It's, uh, people yeah. are chucking books into the bin every day. Yeah. You know, Mary Kondo, for example. I don't know if you've heard about her in the press yeah, recently. Yeah, I love her. Her little show It's so sweet. But, but she's like, keep no more than 20 books. I you're know. Like, what? Everyone was like, mm, no. Everyone <laughs> in books was kind of like, mm, no, no. I've got a whole, a whole room full of books that I will probably never read yeah. again. But I don't want to get rid of no, them. I like I could them. never, yeah. But sometimes you actually tear apart the books, don't you? I've seen beautiful mm-hmm. photos of you floating in the bars with like, how do you choose which book to... Well, a lot of the time, I get sent a lot of arcs and with arcs you're not allowed to sell them on. And if I've read them... I don't know what an arc is. An arc is like an advanced reader's copy. So it's before the book comes out, they will send out a certain amount of arcs to like book bloggers and stuff. And if you like it, then you can write a review and blah, blah, blah. But with them, you can't sell them on and you can't really give them away because obviously they might have mistakes in or something like that. So if it's one that I've already read or one that I don't think I'm going to be reading again I just rip out the pages because it's being used for my art otherwise it's just sort of sitting there not really doing anything so I might as well use it for that. Just a couple of more Instagrammy bookie questions before I get on yep. into a bit of travel as well. The destroying of books also has a great tradition in anarchy and in protests and in religion and culture and even the Nazis you know with their book burning things. Mm-hmm. I guess there's a whole is there a level of responsibility that you feel because of that sort of history? Yeah and with my photos mine are never they're sort of like you said they're all sort of whimsy like they're never sort of all my flying book page photos they're never sort of angry so I don't think it sort of has the same connotations that it does for that because I'm always I always do mine for a reason like I recently did one for a book called The Binding and it's all about people writing they get memories taken out of their brain and they get written in books and so it's a really clever concept so it made sense for like the book pages to be flying around um I never do it in sort of like a, oh yeah I'm angry about this because how, how on earth do you make book pages fly around is that all obviously yeah. Photoshop oh, yeah, do you have anything Photoshop. in the air while you're doing it no but I just sort of have to imagine where something would be and then in Photoshop I just sort of oh, okay I'm looking there so let's put most of the thing that's going on over there yeah it's all, all in Photoshop oh, you're a great actress as well then. <laughs> thank that's you all part of it and you look refreshingly normal when I was sitting here. You look beautiful and wonderful, <laughs> oh, obviously, you. but you look refreshingly normal because you, you in the pictures, it's like, wow, you know, mm. I imagine that you're living in a mansion somewhere oh, with your, God, you know, no. with like, in a white dress with like yeah. ivy growing inside the house. <laughs> and that's where I'm guessing you just live in a normal house. Yeah, and... I live in the two bedroom terrace house. It's quite the middle of the town. Like I, it's not a big house like at all. And most of the photos, they're indoors. They're in my hallway and it's really, really tiny. But yeah, you just got make do with what you have like some people really do have these really lovely sort of instagram ready houses but i don't have that so i've just got to sort of make do with it does look like you're you're wandering through a big mansion (laughs) and the floor as well the floor is amazing yeah it is a lovely floor a lot of people say oh you should use the floor but the thing with my house is that nothing is straight in it so we don't have like a proper right angle in it at all because it's so old and with the floorboards they're not completely straight so in photos it always ends up looking really odd so we just can't use them because you know, floorboards when they're not completely straight look yeah. really weird. Yeah, but you do, you, you lie on the floor a lot, don't you? And that yeah. Seems, that works really well. Yeah, that's just because I've just covered it with books. So when I'm... Right. And there, there actually, there is... 
I have a backdrop of a brown wooden floor. Yes, that's not that's, real. Uh, <laughs> that's what I was thinking yeah, about. That no, it's, it's, that one's not real. Um, underneath you have these like white distressed floorboards that people always say, "Oh, you should use them." I'm like, oh, I can't because they're not straight. So we just use a backdrop. That's so. what it is. It's the backdrop. Yeah. So uh, with a lot of influencers, you know, Instagram influencers as you are, I know you sort of cringed when you said influencers yeah. don't like it. I feel weird calling myself one because when I think of influencers, you know, I just I think of people who not like me because to me this is so normal in my life but to other people I guess they'd be like oh yeah you're an influencer but to me I'm like oh it feels a bit weird to call myself that I know what you mean because influencer it it carries like a weight of um I'm good sort of thing when everyone Mm. you know maybe we should admit you're good you are good you know we should do that more and I think women you know don't do that Mm. Uh, you describe yourself as a feminist and Mm -hmm. a champion of creative introverts as an introvert do you find things like this quite awkward I actually really like podcasts I don't know why but I'm, I'm always really comfortable talking with podcasts but if I'm outside a lot, I do get like quite exhausted. Like I've going on a day out, I get back and I'm just like, I just want my bed and a cup of tea. But online, like introverts, they, I really thrive on that. So on Instagram, I'm, I'm always like, oh yeah, I love talking to people. But anything to do with like video, I really, really hate. So if I have to like talk to a camera or something and I'm just sort of like, oh no, I don't really like that. But there is a train of thought that people say that introverts are actually not necessarily more creative, but have more time to be creative because mm. they're at home, you know, sitting on their own. Maybe, yeah. More than other people. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I know I'm pretty, pretty much always editing when I'm not, you know, reading or taking photos. It, I'm the same because I'm working a lot yeah. from home, but um, I'm not an introvert. I think I was. I was a very painfully shy child. Oh, and yeah, at some too. point I've grown out of mm. that and forced myself out of it. And then it almost... Actually, yeah. I remember a moment as I grew up in Spain and I, everyone there was really confident when I moved there because mm. they were all these international school kids you know with tans and yeah. big houses and and uh, <laughs> I remember like going around to someone's house and I'd be so like dying of thirst but like not wanting to say I'll have a drink because I was too terrified yeah. to, even when it was offered you know mm. just too terrified and yeah. I remember one time saying I'm not going to be shy anymore and then after that I was about 10 years old after that I, I wasn't because I forced well, once you force yourself into these situations yeah. it becomes almost the new you yeah exactly keep on pushing yourself outside of comfort zones like I recently did my first proper speaking event where I stood up in front of like an audience and spoke but if I if somebody told me I was going to be doing that like two years ago I'd be like "Mm, no thank you but now because I sort of I feel like I've worked myself up to it a bit more I felt a little bit more comfortable doing it obviously there was nerves because that's completely normal but now I feel like if I went and did it again I could be better at doing it so this is great I mean you're 21 when I was 21 I was well I was still at university and hadn't left yet but you know these are all great skills you're learning that will help you in your self-employed you know, you're, you're a, a one-woman business mm. or, and with your mum and, you know, later on you might have more people added to that. But um, these are great skills to be learning now when a lot, at the time when a lot of us didn't, I just am trying to remember what I was doing at 21. I was, yeah, I hadn't travelled, I hadn't done, I'd lived in other countries, but I hadn't like done all the things I wanted to do. And I had so many dreams yeah. of travel, mainly of travel, which is, let's get onto the travel because you are only 21. So you mm-hmm. haven't been around the world yet, I'm assuming, unless you've done it with your parents or did an earlier gap year. I know one of your resolutions you said on Instagram was to travel more. Yes. What have you done so far? So far, well, the only travel I've sort of been able to do this year is I went to this hotel and it was about 40 minutes from my house but it was for a photo and it's this where the staircases that Mary Queen of Scots walked down and that was really really special to me because you can see the imprint of her um, ring at the top of the stairs um, that when she pressed it into her into like the wood 
And that was sort of like a really sort of special experience to me. It was quite humbling to sort of be like, oh, she actually like walked down here before she was executed. That's completely crazy. And I really, really loved doing it. And I was in like proper costume and stuff. So I'd really like to sort of do more things where I sort of really become sort of not a character, obviously, because that's the wrong word, but sort of become a person and be in all these really beautiful locations. It was really fun to do. What was what's the story about the ring imprint? She was just wearing a ring and before, you know, she was executed, she just literally just pressed it into the banister. And there's like a little outline of a little crown on the wood. And I saw that and I was like, oh, this is really it's kind of a bit creepy. But at the same time, it was like, wow, like she was sort of really here and it really sort of grounded me and was like really humbling to see as well I had no idea actually yeah no I I had no idea either until like I was trying on a costume in this um costume shop for theatres and the lady was like oh you do know that the stairs that she walked down are in you know about 40 minutes from here and we're like no I had no no idea about that so it was quite what was she doing staying there what was the what was it at times presumably not a hotel or was it no it was can't remember where it is now but she was executed somewhere in Northampton and they'd taken the stairs out of the place where she was executed and moved them into the hotel. It's a really, really lovely oh. hotel. And um, But yeah, they'd just taken the stairs out of it and put it there. That sounds amazing. I'd like yeah. to. <laughs> yeah, really good. You've spent quite a lot of, quite some time in the States as well. Yeah, my mum went and worked out there for a year and there she met one of her friends. And so we go out to visit them quite a lot in New York State, which is beautiful. And it's in the Adirondacks and I love it so much. And we went out there for six weeks, not this summer, the summer before, and it was amazing. I loved it. People are, are, are quite unaware. Some people are quite unaware of, of New York State outside of New York City. Yeah. It's this beautiful, vast, very rural, very mountainous yeah. and just things that you wouldn't expect there. Like I've been to like wine tasting and, mm. you know, things that you just have no idea is going these tiny little villages just yeah. outside of New York City. Yeah, I'm not really a city person. I much prefer sort of the calm and you know serenity of things and Lake George and Saratoga were both really really beautiful places which I really like going I find New York City quite intimidating because it's so loud and big and I'm sort of like oh now I'm from a little small town I don't like it here but yeah um I'd stay in New York State for forever if I could we spent a lot of time at Lake George which is one of my absolutely favorite favorite places to be and Saratoga as well which is also really gorgeous I don't know anything about Lake George tell me about Lake George it's just like this little town like I don't even know if it's a little if it's a town actually but it's just like this giant giant lake and it's got its own beach and everything and obviously we don't have anything like that here so to me it's sort of really like a special place and I've got loads of like tops that say like Lake George and it's quite a little touristy place but it's really really sweet well describe to me what it looks like it's just like a, it's like a lake and it's got a beach and it's surrounded by trees and it's you know it's just like a really sort of family sort of place and it's quite old looking so if you imagine like a sort of old America it looks a lot like that but it's really sort of beachy and really sweet oh that sounds amazing yeah. I really want to go there it's really lovely so what are your travel ambitions at your age is there still you've just finished university and is mm-hmm. there still like the pressure to go on a gap year because I could never afford to go on a gap year yeah. I got as far as Amsterdam and then failed and then spent a few months there and then came back with like no money and no not having traveled the world I managed to travel it later but yeah. is there still that sort of pressure as you feel it I think it's easy to feel pressure to do it but I don't just because of what I do I can't really give into pressure as easily because I've sort of taught myself that I can't you know I can't do everything but I do want to travel but I don't think taking a gap year would be completely right for me because that also means abandoning my business or completely changing it in a way which 
you know, wouldn't really work for me anymore. Yeah, your um, feed is not about blue skies and no. beautiful views, is it? It's no. about very smaller, you know, very and beautifully shot but but smaller mm-hmm. more intimate images and a lot of yeah. white as well yeah exactly I like to sort of do sort of like a plain photo and then a more busy photo which is where if I was going to travel that's where it would go in like my little busy column but for me it wouldn't work to be traveling all the time because I do a lot of photoshopping and my images are quite creative they're never sort of like oh wow look how lovely this is sort of thing so I'm not a photographer I'm not like trained in anything but I do want to sort of have more places in because I do want to see the world more than this and I don't want to sort of be limited by what I do even though it definitely isn't limiting but for me because I'm quite a homebody as well but I definitely want to go to more places especially in the UK because there's some really really lovely like especially bookish little places around here. Have you got any plans to do that? I really want to go back to Heung Wai. It's this really, really cute um, little town in Wales. and It's got so many like independent bookshops and I love it so much. And I just want to just go there and take photographs of all of it because it's literally the cutest little city there and I really really want to go back there and what about How- Howarth as well where the Brontes come from yeah def- definitely have you go been there. there no I haven't oh you've but... got to go it's so yeah. I mean obviously you can visit their house which is larger than you imagine mm. it would be it's right in the centre of the village but it's so beautiful the village is so cobbledy and Yorkshire yeah. and you know you can see the moors you can see where they got their yeah. inspiration but that to they had such tragic lives oh, really no. the whole family did but to know that they were there in this house it's just the best and obviously you're named after yeah them. exactly yeah <laughs> yeah definitely got the, got the same name you need to go that um, needs yeah, to be defi- next on your yeah. list we de- definitely want to go up to the moors and do like a Wuthering Heights photo that would look really lovely I think it would really yeah. it would really look good on your feed you know with the, the colours and mm-hmm. the starkness of the sky if you yeah. have any you you do have sky don't you yeah. yeah and also i'm thinking of another one for you now is down where aa milne wrote winnie the pooh yeah in sussex and there's poo bridge where you can throw poo sticks yeah That'd be really good that would be, yeah literary one. i've wanted to go there for a while like it was winnie the pooh day a few weeks ago and i couldn't go to do a photo so i was like oh but i'll have to definitely go it's a very pretty time. town i've forgotten the name of the town but i have actually been when i was uh, working for bbc southern counties i went to report at the house so i've been to the oh, house wow. and why i was there is because after A.A. Milne sold it it went to a guy called Brian Jones who I was going to say you're too young enough too young to remember I'm too young to remember (laughs) but I know him because I'm a big music fan he used to be the the Rolling Stones and he died aged I think he was aged 27 because everyone seems to die aged at 27 (laughs) Dennis Joplin and um, Jim Morrison and so many other people but he drowned in the swimming pool oh gosh the swimming pool is still there so we went outside and saw the swimming pool but not just the swimming pool it's also where A.A. Milne wrote Winnie the Pooh Mm. so it's incredible to see this house that the people are living in I think they were selling it that's why I was going down Ah, there to interview him but this house has got so much history Mm. and it's a really lovely it's a large cottage and really nice but there's lots of other things in the area you know that to do is Winnie the Pooh and I think that'd be a really nice that's my those are my two suggestions for you definitely Winnie the Pooh I've got so like I've got first edition of the Winnie the Pooh book that I got from my granddad and I, I treasure because just because I love Winnie the Pooh so much and I've done so many Winnie the Pooh photos but I've never actually been to where you know it was written but I yeah that's definitely definitely on the list it's still it looks lovely it's good mm. it's good for you you know it'll be good visually yeah. um and what, what else would you like to do where else have you been in terms of travel oh I remember when I was younger I went to Italy and I stayed in this gorgeous gorgeous villa and it was I look back at it now, but it was quite creepy because there's like dolls in sort of every single room. <laughs> and obviously, at the time, I didn't, you know, didn't know all the scary China doll stories. But I look back at it now, and that was really lovely. I'd really, really love to go back there. I go to Wales all the time. I really love Wales, and 
I've been to Crete as well um, when I was younger. I would like to go back there as well. That it sounds like, I mean, I'm visualising it when you're saying these things, but I can visualise on your feed, you know, where yeah. I can think you can easily get away with a week in Tuscany. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I could get away with like, doing week away breaks and then doing really cool photos in all these places because it's not really seen that much, especially in the community where I am to sort of be travelling with books. It's quite sort of a new thing. Like, I don't really see people going to all these really cool places with their books. It's only like a select few that I see doing it and I've always look at it and think oh I'd really really love to do that that would be really really cool. There's a, the whole sort of I don't know if you've been aware of this but there was this, a really big discussion on a, on a forum called Mumsnet you probably heard of yeah, Mumsnet yeah. <laughs> there was a really big discussion about insta mums as they call them mm-hmm. and Instagram influence that happens to have like a parenting yeah. sort of theme and about how some people got angry that they were like they'd started off as these sort of women of the people, you know, sort of almost like a mate that posted pictures. And then suddenly they were getting all these freebies abroad. However, as I've I've been a travel journalist for 15 years now and in the media for longer, that's how it works. You know, that's how everything works. So I think it's really mean when people, influencers got picked out solely because yeah. they're they're being given a I mean who wouldn't take the free yeah, holiday I was gonna say, like you know all the people that complain about people getting that we apparently get free stuff for doing nothing which is completely untrue like we work really hard but if someone came along and said hey would you like to do this for free people would be like oh yeah like you can't sort of like have a moral, take a moral high ground on it when you would do exactly the same thing like anyone would take like a free trip that's just how it happens in yeah. conventional journalism as well particularly travel which they have veered over you know the, those influences yeah. have veered into that's it's all very partial mm. now i've never given a bad review to somewhere because i haven't reviewed it if yeah. it's been bad uh, I've never reviewed it but it's mm. never going to be bad it's beautiful you yeah. know travel is, is great and a lot of the time it's the luxury hotels and the people who can afford it yeah. that pay for you to go that's the one good thing that another good thing that Instagram has done is it's made that sort of a little bit more of an open playing field because mm-hmm. it only takes like one photo of a Riyadh in uh, Marrakesh mm-hmm. a, a small independent place to make it you know a, a sellout place so yeah. it's opened up the, the playing field like that a little bit in terms of the people who have money to promote their stuff yeah but then it's also like causing a whole load of problems with over tourism yeah like I got sent to Ireland sort of late last year in summer and it was really I, I absolutely loved it I've never been to Ireland before and it was to promote the happy pair book and it, we went to the happy pair restaurant and it was gorgeous and lovely and there was sort of no real obligation to sort of do anything but because I loved it so much I was always in my stories talking about it and it's only sort of doing like nice things for people that you get things in return like they did it purely to sort of promote the book and just sort of you know talk about the publishing house and spread the, the word basically. yeah exactly like spread the word and they just wanted us to help do it and we had a, a great time and we really really looked after and I really liked doing that. Where's been the the place where you've felt most happy as a traveller when you've been somewhere? I feel really at home in America just because I really really do love it there and I've you know I've got friends out there so I always feel my happiest when I'm with them because I don't really get to see them a lot obviously because in America I really love New York State I think sort of that will always have like a little bit of my heart whenever I go there 
I went to I went to a place called Sugarloaf in New York Ooh. State. It's this really beautiful artist's village. You should go there, mm. actually. You'd really like it. It's an artist colony village. But I was taking pictures, as you do, yeah. you know. And a police car stopped. And he was like, well, why are you taking pictures? I was like, because it's... Uh, well, I didn't say this, because you don't, you don't mess around with the US police. But yeah. I was like, because it's a tourist place that I'm here, yeah. a tourist taking pictures. He wanted to see our passports and everything. Oh it was gosh. really, like, serious. And then not long after that, I got lost in the hire car I was in and ended up driving into West Point, which is, like a very famous military academy mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere. I think even the president, whoever that was, at the time, was it wasn't Obama, it was pre-Obama. Um, it wasn't Trump either. Yeah. Um, but I'm kind of discounting <laughs> his existence. It mustn't have been Bush. I think President Bush was Whoa. landing there that day and they were checking us out. Going, what are you doing? I was like, oh, no, this is all, like a bit too security conscious ah. for like these little lovely little mountain places. Yeah. So do you think that travel is important to you or will be important to you when you get to do it more? Yeah, I think travelling can really sort of open people's minds a lot. Like just being on Instagram, I feel like I've become a better person. Like I like to think that like you're around so many different cultures and people's ideas that, you know, you expand your mind a lot more. And I think travelling is a huge part of that as well. And travelling can be quite scary, especially if you're sort of doing it on your own. Like I, I wouldn't personally be comfortable doing it on my own. You know, getting planes by yourself, that's a really scary thing to do. And I think it's sort of... Like character building, isn't it? Like, um, I really think that it is important and it will be, especially for me. So my last question is always about music Ooh. because I think that music and travel go hand in hand. And maybe I should ask you a book question, but I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to stick to my music question. I always think that music and travel go hand in hand because people mm -hmm. tend to listen to have a lot of music when they're traveling and have more time to sort of sit in whatever situation you're sitting in when you're traveling. If you had to pick one song that reminded you of a time or a place, a memorable time or place of travel, what would that song be? Okay, I'm really obsessed with this song at the moment um, called The Runaway by Tall Heights. And I don't know why, but it always reminds me of road trips. And whenever I'm sort of on my way somewhere, I'll always listen to that song because it just it's sort of quite folk sort of style and it's good like you know like ukulele sort of type thing and I, I just love it so much. If you put it on what does what do you envisage? Which is weird because I've never sort of really done anything like this but like like drive just driving a car in like in the middle of like a desert like I've never ever done that but it always reminds me of just like vast landscapes whenever I'm listening to it. I love the book like a bit like books the yeah, power of exactly. music can transport you to places that might not even exist but it's still mm. beautiful isn't it? Yeah exactly. Oh wonderful thank you so much for coming on the Big Travel Podcast. I can't wait to see what you're doing next. What are you doing next? What's the plan for the next few months? I've got a very special announcement coming. I'm an ambassador for The Cup Effect now, which is like a charity which is all about empowering women. They want to end period poverty and sort of spread the word about menstrual cups as well and how great they are. So I'm really, really excited to be involved in that. Thank you so much, Bronte, for being a champion of books and creative introverts. And good luck with your resolution to travel more. Next week, we have Megan Hoskin, who has an incredible tale about crossing the Pacific in a little rowing boat. See you then. Hold up. 